Street Corner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Chase Waters, 36 seconds into the overtime. Oh, let's go. Tristan Robbins bangs away at it a second time. Slows it behind for Taylor. It's in the net. Blades Uncut. Hello, hello. Episode 3, Blades Uncut, has arrived. My name is Mitch Bont, joined, of course, by Les Lazarek. Yes. Hi. How's it going <laughs> out there, everybody? We're back. Yes. Three episodes down. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's been completely burned to the ground yet, so I think some of our fans are enjoying what we're doing. It's hot enough outside to burn it to the ground, though. This is the warmest episode during which we are recording. What is it, 31, 32 degrees outside today? Something like that. It is nuts. We're getting summer-like weather, and it's the same way throughout most of Canada, which is really weird when you consider that there's being there's hockey being played elsewhere, Mitch. Well, yeah, I know, July, and we've got the puck dropping. Yep. Right? But like you're saying, you know, the weather, we're in quite the heat wave right now, and it's going to continue for a while, it seems. So good long weekend coming up. Why not watch a little bit of hockey at the same time? Not very often you'll have an August-long weekend where you get to watch any NHL stars do their crap. Well, it was, it was funny because the first goal scored in the exhibition games on Tuesday was by Connor Sheary as Pittsburgh played Philadelphia. Yeah. And, of course, it was the first ever goal scored in an NHL game in the month of July. Mm-hmm. Ever. You think about that, that's more than 100 years' worth of history to go through. and Never been a goal scored in July. There was one yesterday, scored the first one ever by Connor Sheary. So there's a trivia question down the line <laughs> yeah, many, well, many years from now. I'll uh, mark that one down. That's sure. right. <laughs> you never know. Blades trivia, it could come out. Yes. It could come out. But, yeah, Battle of Alberta on Tuesday as well. That was an interesting sight to be seen. And uh, uh, I do want to note Connor McDavid is still really good at playing hockey. Not surprising. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think he would lose his, uh, his skills. I didn't think they would erode just because he'd been off for a few months. Uh, he's still maybe the best player in all of hockey as it stands right now, although I still believe Sidney Crosby is pretty darn good too. He is, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's going to be exciting. You know, I think uh, the Oilers are uh, in for a good matchup against Kirby Dock and the Chicago Blackhawks. I like the Oilers' chances right there. But, of course, uh, elsewhere in Western Canada, mm-hmm. Calgary, Winnipeg. Yep. Me versus you. That's right. Some people could say. Yep. That's, well, <laughs> and that's, that's what they should say because you're a Flames fan and I'm from Winnipeg and definitely a Jets fan. And uh, I think our guest a little later on might have something to say about that as well, seeing as how he's from that uh, Manitoba capital, neck of the woods area. That's right. Yeah, it'll be great. Nick Zajac is our guest today, yes. so we'll be speaking with him here shortly. But we've got a couple other things that we, I want to get through. Mm-hmm. Last week, we had two trivia questions. Okay, so let's recap what those were. The first, yes. name the four players who played in all 63 games last season. There were mm-hmm. four players. Yes. It was not the guest that we had on last week, nope. Tristan Robbins. If you haven't listened to that episode, do so, because... He had a lot of great things to say just about the upcoming draft and what his life has been like in Winnipeg as well. He was great. But the four players, Les, can you name them? Chase Waters, Aiden Delagorjandier, Kyle Krinkovic, and Jaden Weens. I think that last one would probably surprise a lot of people. Yeah. 16-year-old rookie, wasn't expected to make the team last year. Yeah, he did, and he played in every last one of the 63 regular season games. That is Scholastic Player of the Year. That's right. Okay, so also a very smart kid inside the classroom as well. So a uh, great job out of those four players, but our winner, Alex Fenner. So mm-hmm. congratulations, Alex. We will be in touch with you, send you a little bit of blade swank to help uh, you cope through the summer until we are back on the ice as well. So 
Great job there. And uh, we had a lot of people submit uh, answers to that as well, but okay. not everyone had the correct answer. So we're testing some of our listeners. Absolutely. Which is also a good thing. The second question, which goaltender holds the franchise record for the most games played? And this one stumped a number of fans. Mm -hmm. Is the answer Trevor Robbins? No, it's not. No, it's not. We had a lot of... A lot of answers come in saying that it was Trevor, which would have lined up really nice with our guest last week, having yep. Robbie on. Yep. But no, that's incorrect. It is. For incorrect. anyone, I hate to say it, but for anyone who, who threw down Trevor's name, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're wrong. Oh, that's right. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, the, the guy that is the man who has uh, played the most games in goal as a member of the Saskatoon Blades, I think I called pretty much every one of his games. Mm -hmm. uh, Braden Holpe. Braden Holpe. That's right. And he's going to be a cornerstone of the Washington Capitals as they prepare for another run towards the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. 177 games. Mm -hmm. Trevor Robbins, for what it's worth, 150 games. So yes. 27 more games out of Braden Holpe than Trevor. But both excellent goaltenders in Blades uniforms. Absolutely. Got to commend both of them for uh, what they did for this organization and just the uh, lasting legacy that both of those names have as mm -hmm. well. And our second winner Yes. James Hennessy. Ooh. So a big congratulations to James. There weren't too many people who actually had Holpe winning. Mm. Well, you know, like you said, you know, Trevor Robbins, um, a long-standing career. So a big congratulations to James. We'll also be in touch with you uh, to hook you up with some swag as well. So uh, thank you for listening and for submitting the answer. Good. Congratulations, James. Now, we have a new trivia question coming up a little bit later on. I'm also going to throw a little bit of a curveball your way, uh -oh. too, Les. I think that some of our listeners enjoy it when I do that. <laughs> Just a question yeah, yeah. that one of our, uh, one of our listeners uh, would like to ask you. And okay. it's, uh, I'm not going to, you know, hard-nose you or anything no, like it's fine. that. But it's... Just good banter material. Bring it on. I'm ready right. for anything. Well, okay. Well, Les is ready for it. <laughs> We've also got an upcoming birthday taking place this uh, August long weekend. So mm. a birthday shout out as well. But without further ado, Nick Zajac, former captain. What can you tell me about Nick? Nick uh, came along. Uh, he was a guy that was a little on the undersized side, especially as he was younger. He wasn't a, a high bantam draft pick. He was, what, I believe in the ninth round of the uh, draft uh, many years ago. But uh, Nick was a five-year member of the Saskatoon Blades, made the team as a 16-year-old, and then played uh, for five years, was a captain in his last year, an alternate captain for a couple of years before that, played on the Blades team in 2012-13 that uh, hosted the MasterCard Memorial Cup here at Sastel Centre. And, uh, of course, 322 regular season games over his five seasons, 55 goals, 97 assists. And uh, afterwards, he ended up playing for the University of Manitoba and uh, also played for... Team Canada at the World University Games, that Team Canada winning a bronze medal in 2019 at the Universiade in Russia. So Nick Zajac has a bit of a resume behind his name and certainly a big-time Blades resume. That 322 uh, career games would put him in the top 15, top 20 mm -hmm. uh, in Blades' all-time history of games played. So, uh, yeah, a, a, a storied Blades alumnus, to be sure. Long-standing career. He's Absolutely. He's a great name around here. I'm excited to bring him on, so let's do exactly that. Let's do that. First and foremost, welcome to the pod, Nick. Uh, let's... Uh, start off just with uh, where your life is at right now. You're living in Winnipeg. It sounds like you've got a new chapter that's about to open up in your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, things have been crazy. I uh, So, I, uh, yeah, I'm back in Winnipeg. Um, 
I had gone to the U of M. I'd played for the uh, the university team, the Bisons, for yeah. the last uh, three years. And then uh, I hung them up. I retired. So I finished my business degree, and um, I had about a half a year left uh, of school, so five classes. Mm-hmm. And I planned it in a way that um, I was able to do an exchange, an exchange program, uh, and I chose Hong Kong. Uh, but I chose Hong Kong in the middle of what I, you know, was about to find out was, you know, a massive protest. So I, I got to Hong Kong in, in mid-August, and things just escalated. Um, so this is last year, and um, I was supposed to be there right till Christmas, but uh, my, my school actually shut down and um, forced me back to Winnipeg. Uh, I finished up the semester online and, uh, and got my uh, diploma uh, about two weeks ago. So uh, I'm graduated. Uh, I've got an accounting degree and I'm working, I'm actually working in our family business right now. So we do, um, you know, mechanical contracting, uh, plumbing, heating, air conditioning, uh, and I work in our accounting department. So I'm enjoying it. I get to work with my dad every day, which is pretty awesome. And, uh, and yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. How are mom and dad? I mean, I haven't seen them in quite a while either. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're great. They're, uh, they're hanging in there. They're living a lot at the lake. Um, Mitch likes having me around so I can keep an eye on things around the office. Um, allows him to get out to the lake a little bit more and fish a little bit more. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I am yet sometimes, but, uh, no, they're, they're great. They're fantastic. And my mom is, you know, she took it hard. It was like when I left for Saskatoon, uh, back in the days where I'd leave for the, you know, the winter and she would cry on my, you know, my way out the door. Mm. It was kind of similar that same experience when I left, uh, to move out. So it was reminded me of, of the old days again. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where is the lake? The lake is Lake of the Woods. Okay. Uh, just inside the Ontario border. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Very well, nice. Let's go back to Hong Kong because I'm not going to just, you know, sweep this under the rug. Why Hong Kong exactly, Nick? Oh, you know what? <laughs> um, people always ask me that. Like, that's so crazy. Like, what, what the heck made you? <laughs> At a very, spot? a very precarious time if it was within the last year, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I did quite a bit of research on just good business schools. So okay. they they have a fantastic finance program at that school that I went to. Um, and so that was that played a huge part of the decision. Um, but also too, like, you know, I, I had I traveled with my family, we'd been to Europe, um, and you know, you, you guys can probably relate to, to this in that, you know, as a as a junior hockey player, mm-hmm. um, you don't get a chance to travel. Yeah. Uh, you aren't really able to uh to go out, you know, in the summers and, and backpack and, and see the world. So, because you, your focus is on, you know, getting to that next level. So I thought, hey, let's try to kill two birds with one stone here. Let's try to do some travel and at the same time get some schoolwork done and, uh, and see a bit of the world. So I, I just looked at all the options and, and Hong Kong just being such a travel hub, they're able to fly directly pretty much anywhere in Asia. So I got to see some amazing places. I went to Japan. I went to the Philippines. I went to Vietnam. I went to Thailand. Wow. Um, Indonesia. So I uh, I made the most of my time out there. It got cut short, but it was uh, nonetheless an awesome experience. A little different than traveling on a bus to Prince Albert. <laughs> hey, I still miss the art house. <laughs> a lot of character there, right? No, okay, <laughs> so you've you've you're, you're a university graduate. You've done some traveling in in Southeast Asia. You've got your degree. 
You yeah. told us before we got started, you've bought a house. It almost sounds like <laughs> you're becoming domesticated. Next thing you're going to tell me is you're engaged to be married or you've got a full-time girlfriend or some such yeah. thing like that, right? Yeah, I'm adulting. You know, pretty soon, Wes, I'll have as much gray hair as you. <laughs> I don't have gray hair, Nick. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have a lot of hair, but it's not gray. It's still red. It's Come on now. It's the lack of hair. It's the yeah. lack of hair. <laughs> uh, where's that house going to be is it in Headingley like the, the the community that used to be a part of Winnipeg but no longer is just outside yeah. of Winnipeg or are you inside the city inside the perimeter I'm, highway I'm a city slicker now ah yeah. oh boy yeah. what area so, of town Charleswood okay so it, it's great it's a big lot and um, it's awesome um, it uh, they hadn't landscaped it they'd done a little bit of a renovation they hadn't landscaped it and so I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to call myself cheap, but I'm I'm kind of thrifty, and uh, so I got in there with uh, all my buddies, and we we basically landscaped the entire yard. So I put them to work. I brought a case of beer out, and we uh, we worked away on the Canada nice Canada Day week there, mm-hmm. and uh, got it done. Did the boat. It's a 120 by 140 foot lot, and we sodded the whole thing. So, so did you guys wear masks and stay six feet apart and all that kind of stuff? I mean, how are yeah. you how are you dealing with all this COVID nineteen stuff? Yeah, well, we, we we maintained at least one rake distance between us, nice at all times. Yeah, but no, we're dealing with it okay. I feel like we're pretty safe here uh, in Manitoba. Cases have started to kind of creep up, but um, you know, it feels like a you know it feels like we're in a bit of a bubble here. So it's been nice. Our office has a pretty good atmosphere. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're staying safe. How about you guys um, out in Saskatoon? We're, we're pretty decent for the most part. Uh, we have our pockets. There are different places. There, there was a problem in the far north in the beginning, and we've had some issues down in the south and the west-central areas of the province of recent. But for the most part, the province has done pretty well in looking after itself, and we're pretty much back to fully wide open. Saskatchewan and Manitoba in that respect are pretty similar right now, Nick. So uh, yeah. if, if they decided come October 2nd that we could start a season again, We'd probably be able to in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, but there's a yeah. lot of things that have to be cleared up before that can happen. Mm-hmm. I wish you guys the very best in that. I, yeah, uh, no, for I miss sure. hockey. It was nice watching hockey last night, and uh, it'll be great to watch the Jets play tonight. Yeah, uh, unless you know, you know where I stand with oh. the Winnipeg Jets. And... You and me, you and me, buddy, you and me. Yeah. We're right there. We've got a Calgary fan that we've got here beside us. So. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Look out. Look out. <laughs> we have to put up with him. Well, <laughs> well, maybe we get a bit of a wager going here by the yeah. end of the podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Jersey bet going or, you know, patio beers or something like that after COVID lifts, whatever it yeah, might be. But exactly. Um, yeah. You watched a little bit of the uh, of the action last night, though, hey, Nick? Yeah, just a bit of the highlights. I uh, I missed the actual games. I was uh, I was golfing, So okay. uh, but I came home and, and caught up when I got back back to the house. Also, yeah, it's tough too when when you don't have a couch or a TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh. so I, I don't have the uh, ability yet to watch hockey. It's on the list, though. Yeah. <laughs> so here here's a question, you know, and it's because you've got a lot of experience playing. You know, there's no fans in attendance, so in some ways the players are going to be mic'd up. You'll be able to hear what you know some of the chirps and you know what they're saying to one another. What what's yeah. your thought on that? I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, I, mean, right. I look forward to tonight um, to be able to kind of see and hear and and see what's going on. And uh, I, I'm really curious to see the pace um, and, and see like 
you know, I know that, and it's funny, I, I should have mentioned this before with, with what's going on, but Nelson Nogier is actually living with me right now. He's oh, okay. Boy. No way. Yeah. 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 So he was, uh, he was trying out for the Jets. Unfortunately, uh, you know what, he, he didn't, he was probably the last cut and he's, uh, he didn't, he didn't go to Edmonton to go to the bubble. Um, so he was, he was here though for the training camp and, uh, he's been keeping me in the loop and he says that the jets are dialed. So I'm going to take his word for it. Um, I'm curious to see though, how, you know, four months of being, you know, off the ice, I guess, uh, how these guys are going to come back. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be easy being a flames fan. <laughs> because I think that even if the Flames do survive the play-in series against Winnipeg, it's going to be a tough five games. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. You know, it's exciting to be in July slash August and to be watching some hockey. It's yeah. unlike any yeah. anything we've ever really experienced before. No, for sure. But, yeah. You know who I met the other day, actually, was uh, Tristan Robbins. Oh, ah, okay. He's not a Winnipeg boy. He's from... Uh, Brandon. I think he's... Yeah, Brandon or Clear Lake, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I met him the other night, and uh, he's a really nice kid. I was uh, I was happy to meet him. He seems like a stand-up guy, and I understand that he had a heck of a year in Saskatoon last year, a bit cut short, but mm-hmm. but uh, nice kid. We you had him uh, on the podcast last week, actually. I was going to say, oh, you, you, yeah. ob- you obviously haven't listened to the podcast, Nick, <laughs> because he was on last week. For heaven's oh. sake, man, you got to listen to this thing. You know, we're, Mitch and I are slaving over these yeah. microphones here, and you're not even <laughs> listening, for heaven's sake. We've got... Okay, I'll, get, I'll catch up. I, I'll catch up. We've I'm got kidding. talking points listed. We've got papers and stats. We go full on with this. Now, okay, now we're just interrupting a, a, a typical work day for Nick. Oh, yeah. goodness. Uh, yeah. uh, so, so am I the second guest? Or you're, the the third, third? you're the third guest. Third guest. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. And who was the first Scott Walford was a defenseman here this past season, a uh, 20-year-old that just finished up his career in the Western League that we had acquired from Victoria uh, for this past year, and he was he was tremendous. Just a just a stand-up guy, just like you, Nick. And uh, you're uh-huh. a very similar type of a person, really, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'm serious when I say that. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I appreciate that, Les. Yeah. Oh, hey. Thank you. You know, you know where you stand with me. <laughs> the tractor. <laughs> That's right. The tractor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the tractor. Okay, yeah. that's a nickname. Oi, hey, there, there's a story behind that. Yeah. Okay. You want me to get into it now? Well, we can get into it here in a little bit. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, Nick, let's go back to your life as a blade because you know a, a few years have obviously passed, but now that you've had some time to kind of look back on what your five years were was like uh, here in Saskatoon, how how would you describe it? Um. I, well, I miss it. Yeah. You know, you it, it's crazy. You just, it's like, uh, you know, I remember sitting, you know, sitting, stretching out after a practice and uh, Eric and Nickel, you remember that? You remember uh, him last? Absolutely. Yeah. From Kelowna. You, yeah. Yeah. So he remember, I remember him looking at me and going, hey, you know, we're, uh, we're 18 and a half, you know, we're two and a half years. We're half done our junior career. And it just felt like, holy smokes, that two and a half years just flew by. Hmm. And then, boom, you know, two and a half more and I'm done. And then four years and I'm done university hockey. So um, I miss it a ton. I miss just the community around hockey, miss seeing everybody. And uh, yeah. and it was amazing. I, my time with the Blades, I can't say enough about it. I wish I could still stay more involved and, and see everyone more often, but it's just, 
it's just kind of tough. You're eight, eight hours down the road, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Well, so, and and a lot of the people that you know, I don't think I know anybody on the team anymore. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, well, nobody well, I played with is still a blade. No, Tristan, no. Tristan Robbins, you've met. That's about the only person you'd know right now. Yeah. Oh, Chase Waters played a few games for us. Oh, okay. there you go. Yeah, as a fifteen-year-old, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, he'd, yeah, he'd be the only guy that I actually, you know, laced him up with. Right. Okay. Well, but, that's. Uh, I guess. Yeah, that's the overlap. That's to say, just you know how long it's been, really. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Speaking of you know alumni and you know trying to stay connected with the team, have you seen we've got an alumni database that we've started up? No, uh, I I apologize, guys. I haven't Don't seen the even, podcast yet. No. <laughs> I haven't seen the alumni list. What's going on? Uh, maybe, me. hey, th- this could be a little bit on me, though, too. I'll forward you off the link, and uh, maybe, you know, any other uh, former teammates that you have, if you've still got their contact information, just get in touch. I saw Nelson signed up for it. So. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that my, my roommate didn't tell me. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Now you got to talk to him about that. Besides Nelson Noje. How many guys from that team do you still, from your time there, do you still keep in touch with? Well, I, I got invited to Chase Clayton's wedding. It was okay. this summer. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, kind of had to cut down and just do kind of a family-only thing. So uh, that that was unfortunate. It was in Saskatoon. He met a girl oh. while playing in Saskatoon. So mm-hmm. that's a great story also. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I still keep in touch, obviously, with Nelson living with me. Austin Adamson. Another uh, another guy I see frequently, um, and Josh Yurick, I see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually just played golf uh, last weekend with Connor Gay. Okay, um, and so that was awesome to see him again. That was that was hilarious. He took uh, a little bit of cash off me. <laughs> so, He's a good yeah, player, so I can understand how that would happen. <laughs> yeah, he was. He uh, we played at twelve thirty, like in the afternoon, and he had already played eighteen holes before he got there. So. <laughs> Oh, wow. um, he's a fiend. <laughs> Where did you play at? We played at St. Charles. And, oh, goodness. Uh, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a club here. And, and actually, Connor has a reciprocal membership yes. at, uh, in Saskatoon at, at Riverside. That's so he right. Free. Yep, exactly. So it was awesome. St. Charles yeah. and Riverside are one and the same. For those who know golf in Saskatoon, the Riverside Country Club is the hoity-toity, if I may use that word, country club, and that's sure. not to be a bad thing. That's no. just the way it is. Yeah. It is It is the you know elite, the Cadillac of country clubs in right. Saskatoon area. St. Charles would be the same in Winnipeg. So. A few golf courses I need to check out. There you go. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I've been golfing a lot. Like, oh, good. Good. It's been, uh, it's been fun. Just, you know, not a lot of people are traveling. No. Yeah. Um, and, and people want to get outside and be able to see people and, and socialize. So it's it's a great way. So I've been I've been golfing tons. Have you had a chance to um, to win any money through it at all? No, no, not really. No. Hey. <laughs> what's uh, what's a good round? What's your I mean, what's your low round of the summer so far? Yeah, so I'm a ten handicap. Oh, there you go. Uh, right now, so let's say about uh, you know I'll shoot about eighty five. You know that's kind of my my standard uh, round at St. Charles, but it's not, not as difficult. Like it's tough to lose balls at St. Charles because it's pretty wide open. Yeah, it uh, it is pretty wide open. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take me back to your time with the team again. Uh, what's a good story? Come on, come up with a good story for us about your time with the blades, whether it be a road trip story or, you know, from, from your rookie year, I'm sure you've got a couple. I, uh, well, I definitely (laughs) have a few. Oh yeah, I got it. I've got a pretty, 
I've got a few uh, from my younger years because I feel like that's when you know that's when some of the funnier stuff happened. Mm-hmm, when yeah. I got to my older years, that's when I would kind of do these same things, these little like pranks and stuff to the younger guys. So it wasn't as funny. <laughs> but when you're young and it's happening to you, you, you can't even believe it. You so. feel like you're part of the team at least, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I remember being on a, um, on a road trip. Uh, we were in Victoria. It was, it was the year that we hosted the Memorial Cup. Right. And uh, the, the camera crew followed us around religiously. I mean, they right. had, there was three, three, three cameras on us at all times. Yep. And these guys were sports net guys, and um, there was always kind of a side story. It was like they they were trying to script kind of uh, there was the hockey, and then there was kind of you know what's going on in these guys' lives other than hockey. So um, I was convinced they they said, "Hey, we want to do a bit of a segment on uh, what you guys do on road trips uh, on a day off." So they followed me and a couple other rookies, and my roommate was Brett Learnout, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sportsnet said, hey, why don't you guys go to the shopping mall, uh, shop around, and uh, we'll just kind of follow you, go to, go to the food court, hang out, and uh, we'll call it an afternoon. I should have read through this because, you know, <laughs> usually with like a segment like this, they'd send like the big cameraman. There was mm. like a big cameraman, and there's a couple like, you know, smaller cameras. Yeah. But they sent just one of the smaller cameras. <laughs> this guy's like holding like a camcorder mm. <laughs> and I'm like there, there's no way this is gonna make it to the show like, this is kind of this is kind of a waste of time here <laughs> but anyways we walked around we thought like we were movie stars walking around the uh, the mall and uh, sure enough we, we go back to the hotel about two hours later and you know the, the elevator doors open and there's a cameraman in the elevator like, staring <laughs> me square in the eyes. I'm like a little bit startled, but yeah. I walk in and you become kind of numb to these cameras by the end of the year. And uh, I walk in, act like I couldn't see the guy, and <laughs> go up to floor seven. And me and my roommate, Brett Lernot, we get out. And, I, and we get out on the floor and there's another cameraman, like literally like waiting for us to open the door. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and we walk down the hallway and... Uh, I put the key card in, goes green, open up, and my room is just completely destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they had, so I remember it was Josh Nichols and Brennan Walker, they had complete, they they took, they took my mattresses completely out of the room, and like, they're at the end of the hallway, they put a desk on the bed, um, (laughs) and like, set it up, like, set it up completely, like, phone was on it, lamp was on it. Like, everything was on it, like, perfectly set up, like, on top of the bed. Um, uh-huh. They did this thing where, like, you, you hit the flush button, and uh, it starts, like, spraying you. Like, they did, they hit, they hit me wow. with every possible um, prank, in, junior hockey prank in the book. So, <laughs> if you actually go back, you can see it. It made the show. It made my the mall, show. My, yeah, my mall experience yeah. was pretty small <laughs> but, but i came back and uh yeah i did make the show so if you ever get the chance it's pretty hilarious <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look back on it because i do have a copy of that so yeah yeah <laughs> um just uh, okay a couple of stories that i have sure. with regards to nick one yeah. being which he mentioned earlier on being nicknamed the tractor i don't yeah. give a lot of nicknames out no but nick came to the team was given number 17 to wear. Was that your request, or was that something that Hilty gave you? No, it was, 
yeah, it was just that my number at a training camp. I got I got lucky with that one actually. You certainly did. Nick yeah. Nick wearing seventeen, and he reminded me his style of play was similar to an old Winnipeg Jet from back in the WHA days of the late seventies. Mm-hmm. But a fellow by the name of Bill Lazuk, who still. I don't think he's scouting anymore in the NHL, but for the longest time he was a scout with the Arizona Coyotes and many other NHL teams. But Nick's style of play was similar to that of Bill Lazook. And Bill Lazook had the nickname the tractor because of the grinding, hardworking, never-say-give-up style of play. And that's gotcha. the way Nick played the game as far as I was concerned. So I dubbed Nick the tractor. So that was one, one the story tractor. there. The second one, and Nick, I think you'll love this one because... This is the Memorial Cup year, and unfortunately, we didn't get off to a very good start that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in Cranbrook, getting mm-hmm. ready to play Kootenai, and a bunch of you young guys were not in the dressing room, out in the hallway, you know, playing, uh, you know, shooting a golf ball around or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. And I come wandering <laughs> up to do my thing, and you guys start talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to get on a roll here, and we're going to start winning a bunch of games, and we're going to be fine doesn't matter whether we're in last place now in the division. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And I says, how do you mean fine? And you said to me, we're going to, fin- we're going to win the division, just like that. And I said, not a chance. There's no way you guys are going to win the division. Have you seen right. the standings? Way to have some positivity. <laughs> but uh, but, he yeah. looked, but <laughs> Nick looked at me, and he goes, no, no, we're going to win the division. And I yeah. says, okay, I'll tell you what. If you guys win the division, I will shave my head. What happened, Nick? What happened? You're bald. I, wa- I was bald at the end of the season, yes. Not all the hair grew back. No, not all the hair grew back. That's very true. Yeah. Talk to me Talk to me about that second half of the season because you guys we made all those deals, and all of a sudden things just clicked, an 18-game winning streak to go on and win the division. I Yeah, I mean – I remember having a lot of fun in those 18 games. (laughs) (laughs) We had a ton of fun winning hockey games like that. Like, it was like we could not lose. Like, I remember it felt like a movie some nights. Like, we'd show up and the crowds just got bigger and bigger as, like, the streak continued. I remember, like, around eight or nine games into it. Like, that's when when people started noticing the streak. And then by 10 or 11, there was... um, there was somebody in the crowd every night, and I swear that it was the same person holding the most massive sign that just said, like, you know, had we won, like, 12 games in a row up to that point, it was a 13. And they were just holding mm-hmm. this big white sign with just a big 13 on it. And the next game, they'd show up, and it'd, it'd be 14, and then 15, and then 16, and then 17. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. Like, I let's, am I wrong in saying, like, you're better. You're better at these stats than I am. But Kamloops had a pretty good run that year for wins in a row. Yeah. Um, but we were right there with them. Like oh, they had like they started the year hot. Yeah, they started. Hot. Yeah, they started the year hot. But yeah, the, the 18 mm-hmm. games in a row is what allowed the Blades to you know come from off the pace, so to that sort of thing, and get to first place in the division. And uh, it, it could have been maybe more. I mean, I remember the night the streak ended, and it probably shouldn't have ended. Uh, you know, yeah, had, had the big lead in Moose Jaw, and it got away, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, well, that happens. Yeah. Who? Yeah, that, who was kind of like, who are some of the players who are really spearheading that win streak, Nick? Um, in my opinion, everyone kind of stepped up. We had yeah. like, we had so much depth. Um, and our defensemen 
were pretty solid. Like, it was tough to beat our defensemen. We were mean. We were big. Um, Michael Furland was uh, yeah. leading the charge in that department. Yeah. Um, Brennan Walker. I, I want to say Brennan probably had the most impact in my decision, like in my opinion, on on some of those games. I remember him winning an overtime game against Lethbridge uh, with a game winner, and Josh Nichols, you know, Natty Stransky. Those guys mm-hmm. were just like unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. You know. We we were pitching in from the from the pine on the on the bench <laughs> or in the fourth line, but we were we were more more so just moral support. <laughs> Best rivalry you had, uh, like individual or team? Team. Who was who the team? You, who's the team you got up to play against? Oh, okay. Um, I'd say probably Prince Albert aggravated me the most and mm-hmm. i played best i played best aggravated so if I, if I was angry um i did yeah i played best so i'd, I'd say prince albert like i loved going up to prince albert it was just a, a great feeling a great vibe and i just loved how you know you go up to pa and there'd be saskatoon fans you know in the building mm-hmm. and then you'd be you'd be playing in saskatoon and there'd be pa fans and i just something like you know, it just gets me so much more excited when I see like the other team's fans just silent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's always fun oh, yeah. when you can silence the Art Hauser. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were there any players that you just hated to play against? Specific players that you know they were just so good, so talented, and they just got under your skin like you know, mm-hmm. like like no one else. Um. Yeah, there's a, obviously there's a, like a ton of great players that you know are just going to go on to be pros. Yeah. And so those, and a lot of times those guys are, you know, they're humble too, and they they're good, but you know they they're humble about it. And so I never minded those guys. Right. <laughs> but uh, it was it would be like the chippy guys uh, that I would always butt heads with. Right. Um, but Brandon, <laughs> Brandon would probably be up there with. They just had a ton of guys that were really good, but. You know, mm-hmm. almost like let you know that they were good, mm-hmm. and uh, that got uh, that got me a little angry. I, I think I got kicked out of more than a couple games against Brandon. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick. Well, uh, we got a couple of fan submitted questions. Okay, so do you have time okay. to answer a couple of these here as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. where where were these submitted online? So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you w- would have read up on on the podcast, then you may have <laughs> may have seen the form that people can fill out, but. Just grilling me about just, the podcast. Just, that just relentless day. on you about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, hit me up with the questions. All right. Awesome. So Bailey Robin is, uh, it's a simple question, just asking what's one specific thing that you miss uh, that you miss the most about being a Blade? Hmm. I think I miss just the team atmosphere. Yeah. Of in the dressing room, you know, these are your guys. Um, you're all in the same city for the same reason. Um, when, when you're playing university hockey, it's a little different. Um, you, you're there for school and, or at least I was there for school and, uh, and, and, you know, hockey is not the afterthought, but, you know, slightly behind school. And yeah. so, but when you're, you know, when you're playing for the blade, school is important, but you're there to be a hockey player and, uh, everyone's on the same page. Everyone has the same intensity about, you know, showing up to the rink and, being prepared and i just miss that i miss i'm a super competitive guy as you know as less you know mm-hmm. um i get angry you know at anyone that uh, 
that doesn't bring that same intensity. And I just love, you know, I love the fact that in junior that you just could expect nothing less but that high, high, high intensity to show up to the rink and be ready to go. Uh, an- mm-hmm. Another question here. This one from uh, the username Hockey Collector two thousand seven. Uh, a different sport. What is your favorite NBA team? Are you a basketball fan? Well, well you know what. I'm not a huge basketball <laughs> okay, fan, but yeah. um, it'd be tough to pick anybody but the Raptors, yeah. um, especially with the season they had last year. Right. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I'll go with Raptors. Okay, I see. Can we go with this one here from Troy Whaling? This is this is interesting. Tell the story of hitting Hilti with an empty water bottle on the bus. I don't know how a fan would have heard about this, but that can is you can so insane. Can you tell me? <laughs> can you tell me about? I'm surprised you live to tell about this because Hilti doesn't take very well to these sort of things. Yeah, I'm a little that excited so to nice. hear this one. <laughs> there has to be a spy. <laughs> There's definitely. That's crazy. That's a funny story, but yeah, I. I hit Hilti in the back of the head with a water bottle. I used to, I'm not proud of it. On I, purpose? I Was have, it on purpose? I, I, no, I definitely wouldn't have brought it up in the podcast. <laughs> that had not been directly asked to me. But okay. no, I used to, you know, I used to bug the rookies a little bit here and there. And, uh, you know, you know how it was less on, uh, in the early days, we used to throw the water bottles up and we'd, we'd right. hope that the, rook, the rookies would come back and, and deliver us a full bottle of water from the water cooler so that they'd fill it up and <laughs> come back and deliver it to you. <laughs> well, I threw up a, like a, you know, it had a little bit of water left in it just so it had a bit of weight. <laughs> and I, and it, it came off my hand and it, it came flying and it was, oh. you know, headed straight for the second row and hit Hilti in the back of the head. And I knew at that point, that it was not good. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Hilti uh, doesn't do anything. So I think, okay, the coast is clear. You know, Hilti's fine. Everybody's fine. I probably won't get my water filled, but um, we'll move on. <laughs> I'll be thirsty, but I'll be fine. <laughs> right, yeah. um, but no, it was uh, about, you know, five, ten minutes later, Dave Struish, our, uh, he was our head coach that year, mm-hmm. comes to the back of the bus. And just unloads on the disrespect that <laughs> somebody could have, you know, throwing a bottle at our trainer. So <laughs> I got I got chewed out for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't goodness. know uh, how anyone would have heard about that one. Yeah, yeah that, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, uh, how about um, how about this one? And you touched on it, uh, you know, at earlier when when we first got you on. But McLean uh, Nelson is wondering. Uh, about your experience playing for Team Canada at the University World Championships, those were held in Russia, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was a great way to kind of go out, and I don't know if you guys knew that, but that was my last ever competitive hockey game. Was the bronze medal game mm-hmm. in uh, in Russia? I so, guess so. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we finished up um, at the U of M. We didn't make the playoffs my last year, uh, which was not last year, but the year before. Um, so we didn't make the playoffs. I was pretty upset. Um, thought this was kind of the way that I was going out. You know, my last game was a kind of a meaningless game. And, uh, so anyways, I get a call on the, that was on a Saturday night we played. I get a call on the Monday saying that I'd made the team and that, uh, that we were going to be flying to Russia, you know, in seven days. So mm-hmm. that was awesome. I was, I was pumped up. I was ready to go. So, yeah. um, I had seven days to get ready to go, and (laughs) 
so much logistics getting into Russia. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty cool experience, though. Uh, Vladimir Putin did the opening ceremonies. So just incredible to, you know, to see, like, to be in the same room as, like, a world leader as well-known as he is um, and, and to hear his speech, even though I couldn't understand it. Um, and then just just crazy to be in, you know, a different cu- country, um, like like Russia. Like, I don't know if you guys, you guys are podcast guys now. I'm sure you've heard the spit and chicklets comments about Russia. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I won't beat it down as bad, but it's definitely, we'll just call it interesting. Um, so it was, uh, it was a great experience and, and yeah. a great tournament. We ended up winning bronze and uh, just an altogether a great way to kind of leave the game of hockey. Nicely, politically correctly answered. Very nice, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought I should keep it that way. Yep. I, uh, I haven't seen the prior pods, but uh, I, so I'm, I'm just going to, you know, stay, keep my head above water here. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Yes. Setting a new bar here for storytelling. Yeah, yes. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of stories, do you have any other healthy stories? Because it just kind of seemed like you two were... Maybe not necessarily button heads all the time, but you know what was that dynamic like being being around him all the time? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> like, I just Hilti's an awesome guy. Yeah, like, he's just yeah. a, he's just a fantastic guy, and he was our equipment guy before he became the uh, assistant GM. Um, and so, became you obviously become super close with your equipment guy. He's he's the guy that you see the most out of anybody who works for the team. Yeah. Um. So. I think I learned a lot from Hilti. I think like that's pretty under underplayed or under recognized that, you know, Hilti was not only an equipment manager when he was an equipment manager, but he was almost like an equipment manager coach. And I would listen to him and I would like, I respected what he had to say. And he kind of taught me like hard work and, you know, what I had to do away from, you know, the rink. Cause you know, just taking care of yourself and making sure that you're stretched out and that you're taking, you know, having cold tubs and, and you're ready to go. If you take the game seriously, um, Hilti will respect you and he'll give you the advice uh, to succeed. So I've seen it before with players that he's dealt with. Um, he's an awesome guy and a big part of the organization. Uh, and when you're 16 years old and uh, you're, you're trying to mature and become a man, uh, it's nice to know that you know, your parents don't know this, but, uh, you know, you mature quickly and, and it was nice to have Hilti help that progress, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nick, you learned a lot of life lessons here in Saskatoon. You're a great young man to have around. Thank you so much for being able to join us here on the pod. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I'll have to get caught up with the rest of the pod. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was awesome having the chat guys. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Nick, and you're always welcome back here in Saskatoon. I'll be sure to forward off that alumni link for you as well, okay? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, guys, take care, and we'll catch up. We'll have a beer if I'm ever in town. Sounds, Sounds good. good. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Hey, and when you guys play the ice, uh, beer's on me. Perfect. <laughs> right. We'll see, we'll see okay. you there. Okay. okay. Take, right. take care, guys. Awesome. You too, Bye. Nick. Bye-bye. Thanks, Nick. Bye. I think it goes without saying we might just have to have Nick Zajac back on. We could have gone on for hours and hours. There's more stories I have about Nick. Nick has more stories about his time with the team. He says he has stories about me. I'm frightened at that prospect. But having said that, uh, yeah, that was great. It's great to catch up with Nick. And, uh, again, one of those great young men, just like I said about Scott Walford in our first episode, that uh, I'm looking forward to actually tilting back 
a brew with Nick at some point in time in the future. It'll happen. It'll, It'll happen. Yes, He's it that will. kind of guy. Yes, and he is. Uh, great to hear from him. It's nice that uh, um, he was able to open up and share some of those stories. <laughs> to, you know, never a doubt either because he's just such a cl- uh, class act guy. But there were Absolutely. so many things that I wanted to ask him. We ran out of time, yeah. obviously. Uh, but it only leaves uh, the door open for more in the future. Exactly. Now, this uh, week's trivia question. Mm-hmm is a Nick Zajac theme to it. Yes. Now, to anyone listening, if you know the answer to this, there are several ways to submit this answer and potentially win some blade swag at the same time. Okay? Okay. Info at SaskatoonBlades.com. You can send your answer into that email address, info at SaskatoonBlades.com, or what a lot of listeners have been doing is fill out the form on the Blades website. Go to SaskatoonBlades.com, go to the interactive tab, click on... Blades Uncut Podcast, scroll down, you'll find the form right there. And this form is for trivia answers, it's for birthday shoutouts, we have one of those coming up as well. Some suggestions if you want to hear from a particular guest, throw it in there. I'm looking at them, all of the feedback, some positive, some maybe not so positive. But anyways, this week's trivia question. Mm -hmm. What team did Nick Zajac score his first goal against? First career goal. Remember it well. In you fact, do. I do have somewhere in the archives audio. My audio call of that particular movie. Really? Somewhere in the archives I have. Interesting because it was not in Saskatoon. It was not. It was not. So That's right. Any hints? Do you want to give a hint? Um, the only hint I will give is that it was with against an East Division team. Okay. That, that was the same hint that I was going to yep. give. Yep. No, that's that's good. All right. So that's the question. Again, okay. what team did Nick Zadak score his first goal against? Email your answer to info at saskatoonblades.com or the easiest ways to head to the Blades website, find the Blades co- podcast mm-hmm. page, and fill out the form. It's easy. Yeah. You could win some no. Blades swag at the same time. If I can do it, so can you. Yeah. Or you should be able to. Can, can, <laughs> can you do it, Les? I could. You could. I could. Yes. I All could right. actually You know that. the answer. I know the answer. You might have an in to... Getting some blade swag already. That's right. In any event. Okay, let's move on. I'd mentioned a birthday shout-out. Yes. And this one's important. Mm -hmm. Mike Bricksaw wants to wish his daughter Izzy a very happy birthday. Izzy is becoming a teenager on August 1st. A new era in someone's life. Wow. What was that like for you, Les? Oh, Awkward. I shouldn't even ask. <laughs> Awkward. I apologize we're, to all we're, the listeners we're, for we're, asking that we're question. Doing, we're talking about the early 70s. Awkward. That's all I'll say. <laughs> wow. Well, she is the proud billet sister of Tilly, Porks, Ludes, and for brief times, Chewy, Mayday, and Woohoo Shagru. <laughs> and of course, she's a big fan of Mitch and Les. So uh, big thanks to Mike for sending that one in. Happy birthday, Izzy. A little early, but I know absolutely. that you're going to celebrate in style this long weekend, so for enjoy. Sure. Happy birthday, Izzy, and uh, thank you to the Brickses. They are top drawer people and big time Blades fans. Can't have a team without those sorts of fans. That's correct. That's right. All right. A question for you as well, Les. This was Uh-oh. submitted over the form. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Devin Cameron mm-hmm. is asking this. What's the most memorable game you've called in your career as the voice of the Blades? I think I might have an idea. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Devin also knows because he adds, as a fan, I would go with the Blades beating Halifax in the round robin of the Memorial Cup and the crowd's reaction to the empty net that Josh Nichols hit. Mm-hmm. An incredible, looking back on it today, I still get goosebumps. He didn't really hit it. He just kind of guided the puck into the <laughs> net because he was behind everybody when he did that. But, yes, that would be the game 
that I would remember is the Blades beating the Halifax Mooseheads 5-2 in the 2013 Memorial Cup here at Sastel Centre. Uh, the best Blades game that I've ever seen in my time. I want to make sure I, I point that out. Not in the history of the franchise because I think there have been a lot of great games that a lot of old-time old fans who would remember this franchise from before I got here in September of 1994 who would say, there were games back in the 80s. There were these players that played with the team, and they were, there was a different type of hockey, and it was so much more fun, et cetera, et cetera. And it's comparing apples and oranges. But for me, the 1993 or the 2013 Memorial Cup game, the victory over Halifax was it as far as I was concerned. There are some others. There mm -hmm. was a game in Prince Albert where the Blades won uh, that actually gave them their first division championship in 15 years, mm. in 2009. Mm -hmm. And Stefan Elliott scored with just, what, six seconds left to go in the third period to tie the game, and that was enough to clinch first place for the Blades in that particular season. A reminder to all of the listeners on how you can listen. Obviously, if you're listening and you found one of the ways, yes. but there are several ways. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, soon to be on Google Podcasts mm. as well. Okay. We're online on the, the Blades website as well. You can find all of the links uh, via there. And, of course, the CJWW website also carries this podcast. Yep, at cjwwradio.com. Click on Podcast. It will drop down menu, and you'll see Blades Uncut. And click on that, and away you go. As always, Les, a huge thanks for inviting me into the booth. Not a problem. Happy to have you. Th thanks for inviting me to be along on this ride and uh, this podcast. It's been a lot of fun through the first three episodes. A lot of fun. Yeah. We, we got more fun to come as well. Oh, boy, I can hardly wait. <laughs> Bring it on. A big thank you to Landon, yes. our producer as well. He's steering the ship for yes. us. So thank, thank you, Landon. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the long weekend, everyone. Stay safe. Yes. It's looking like it's going to be a scorcher. Do you have any plans for the long weekend? Not as of yet. I got more plans next week when it's, I'm on holidays. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that we'll worry about that next week. For now, <laughs> we'll just get through to the weekend. That'll be big enough for me. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.